Welcome back to the Boldly Went podcast. In this podcast, you'll hear the brief and true adventure stories told in front of live audiences at Boldly Went shows by outdoor enthusiasts and athletes of all kinds. I'm excited to be sharing the stories with you in this week's episode. Thanks for listening. My name is Angel Mathis, and I'm the regular host of the Boldly Went podcast. Keep listening. So as we're starting out with season six, I think that it is a great time to say hi to our friends at Race to Alaska and 7048. If you are their fan, you already know that they've had to postpone or cancel their events for this year, 2020, due to the COVID-19 outbreak. I have no doubt that that was painful for them and all of their followers. They had a really hard decision to make, and we know that either decision they made going forward or not was going to be with consequences. Basically, going forward would mean that they were potentially rolling through a bunch of people to these small towns along the inside passage and exposing people potentially to COVID-19. Not going forward means that they are devastating all of their fans, all of their audience, and also this is a huge fundraiser for the Northwest Maritime Center, and so by not going forward, they're also really making a difference in their own ability to function for the next year. So our hearts go out to them. We love you guys. And we thought this was the perfect time anyway to bring back these stories from the ruck last year when we were working with you. So in our next few episodes, I am going to share the stories that we collected there. Today, I'm sharing with you a story by Sissy and Susanna. The story is called Kayak Trip in Alaska. Their favorite sport is yoga, and their biggest brag, they live on a houseboat. Here's Susie and Susanna. Well, the way we got to live on a houseboat is by kayaking by houseboats. And there was this lovely community of houseboats in Portland, and we said, oh, wouldn't it be nice to live there? And Years later, an opportunity came to live on the houseboats. But the way we got there is we took a, we decided to buy a kayak. So we bought a second-hand Feathercraft folding double kayak. It was purple. We named her Iris. She had already been to Thailand, but not with us. But we decided to take her to Alaska. And we flew to Ketchikan and met with a friend and ended up leaving at 6.30 at night. No, no, no. (laughs) She's not telling you the whole story. All right. (laughs) the story. So my introduction to this story is I learned that gung-ho doesn't always work, okay? Especially when it has to do with relationships. So we took our foldable kayak to Alaska. We went to visit a friend of mine in Craig. We took the ferry across to the island, went to Craig, put the boat together and spent three glorious days with our Feathercraft boat in the sunshine, 
sailing. We got the sail up, there was enough wind, so we, we just had a blast. And our plan was to go back to Ketchikan, put in just north of Ketchikan and kayak up several miles and then hike up to a little forest service cabin. So we left Craig at six in the morning or five in the morning and they weren't sure that the ferry was going to go across the Ketchikan because the winds were so bad. So we get on this ferry, we've got our boat all folded up in its bags, and we're going across in the ferry and we're, we fall asleep because it's so early and I wake up and people are throwing up around me. And, I, and I'm thinking to myself, why are people throwing up? And I notice that the front of the boat is like going up and down and the waves are going over the top of the ferry. This is like a three-story ferry. And Suze wakes up and starts realizing what's going on. And she says to me, we are not putting the boat together and going kayaking in this weather. And I said, really? You know, it's just, we should wait and see what the conditions are when we get there. And she told me, no way. So we, we, we negotiate a little bit. We get, um, it takes the ferry like two hours extra to get into Ketchikan. So we used a phone and called a guy who ran a guide service and asked him if we could rent a tent because by this time we realized that if we actually get on the water we're going to spend the night not at the cabin but somewhere else. So this guy drives us out and he thinks we're crazy and he drops us off at the, the place where we're going to put the boat together and head out and he leaves us and I start putting the boat together. By this time it's like four o'clock. We're like eight hours late getting the boat together. And we finally get the boat together and it's totally calm. So we take off on this trip and sure enough, it starts getting dark. It's like midnight and Suze and I are arguing about where to spend the night. We have this tent that we decided to get and there's really no place to put the tent on these islands. So there's this little cabin with a porch that we end up pulling into and spending the night on the porch. We get up early. Nobody, nobody was home. Nobody was and home. And we decided that if it were our cabin, we would welcome us. <laughs> so <laughs> there we slept. So I'm nervous all night. I'm sure those homeowners are going to come home in the middle of the night and find us on their front porch. So in the morning, just as it gets light, I wake Suze up and say, we got to go. And we want to catch this little tide race between the ocean and this lake. So the water level has to be at high tide so that we can get our boat through the water. So we take off and we're paddling, paddling, and I'm pushing Suze to try and get there, try and get there in time. And we're not really sure about the tide because there's no tide tables for that spot. We have the catch can tide tables and we're trying to estimate what the tide tables are at this tidal race spot. And we come around the corner, the sun is coming up and I look ahead of us and the tide race has, um, water is going down and rocks are exposed. And I yell to Suze, the water's going down, go for it, paddle as hard as you possibly can. So we're paddling very hard and boom, the front of the boat goes up on a rock. This is a canvas boat. So I'm in the back and I'm totally fine. Susan's in the front on this rock and the boat's tipped up like that. What, 
I thought I was going to die. <laughs> that, was, that was it. I thought, this is what death is going to feel like. We have no dry suits, no wet suits. We're pretty new to kayaking. And I'm tipped like this. And Sissy keeps saying, go, wiggle, get off it, get off the rock, get off the rock. And I'm, I'm if I wiggle, I'm going to fall in. And I finally wiggled just a little bit. And we got off the rock. And we pulled over to shore. And I threw a bloody fit. <laughs> So we had to process quite a bit there, um, and mostly what I said was, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I realized, you know, I was never in fear of my life, but I put Susan in a position of being afraid for her life, and that was a big lesson. It's like, you know, it doesn't always matter just what I feel, it also matters what she feels. So, so <laughs> Well, it was a big lesson in that. I, I'd had inklings before. <laughs> so I said, let's go look at it. So we, there was a place where you could portage around this site. So we walked we out discovered. there. We discovered. <laughs> so we walked out there and looked at it, and it was flat and totally calm. We had not come there as the tide was going down. We had come up on it when the tide was going up. So we went back, we got into the kayak, and we paddled into the lake into the mist, into the morning sun, as sea lions were playing right next to us. So it was a, a totally magical moment. And at that point, um, I, I realized that sometimes it wasn't good to push, and sometimes the magic happened when you just kind of like took it as it came. We got out of the kayak, we put our stuff in the kayak packs, we left the kayak pieces in the bushes, we hiked up to the cabin, and the bear running across the stream at us at full speed really didn't phase me at all. At, <laughs> at that point, I just talked louder. We never saw the bear again, we got to the cabin, we built a fire, and we fell asleep for a day and a half. And it was a glorious trip. And we're still married 38 years later. <laughs> that was Sissy and Susanna from Port Townsend who joined us at the Ruck Boldly Went right before the race to Alaska started last year, 2019. That's it for this week's podcast. At Boldly Went, we believe that the outdoors is for everyone, weekend warriors and pro athletes, and that people of all kinds need equal access to share their inspiring, intriguing, and impactful adventure stories. That's why we do what we do, create live shows where we record the stories released in this podcast, teach adventure storytelling classes, host an artist collective supporting shared learning between outdoor creatives, facilitate adventure lifestyle webinars and groups exploring equity and inclusion in the outdoors and how you can make a difference. This episode was written, recorded, and produced by me, Angel Mathis, at Boldly Went Productions. Edited and co-produced by Michaela Elias. Theme music is by Merricks. 
Support for this episode is provided by our amazing Boldly Went Patreon supporters. Thank you. Throw a dollar in the bucket at patreon.com slash boldly went. I'm Angel Mathis, proudly bringing you this podcast from all over the world. One last thing before you go, hit the follow or subscribe button on your podcast app now so you never miss an episode. Ignite your adventure.